Brad Larson was not the only coach in Brad Larson was not the only coaching change the Blue Jackets made this weekend. They also announced they were not going to be uh, re-signing Manny Legacy. So let's talk all about that and the goaltending in general for the Columbus Blue Jackets on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news stories, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jacket. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. Like and subscribe to get content downloaded directly into your eyeballs. That's not how subscribing works but I'm, I'm going with it it's fine we're going with it i just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase let's talk goaltending um or let's talk the goaltending coach specifically um the Blue Jackets, in the same like press announcement where they said that they were uh, relieving Brad Larson of his duties, said that they were not extending the contract of Manny Legacy. So I guess like technically not firing him, but also not bringing him back. Um, so he has been the Blue Jackets goaltending coach since 2018-19. He did one year with Cleveland before that, um, but we're mostly just going to focus on his time as the uh, goalie coach for the Blue Jackets. So the past five seasons, um, he's worked with a ton of different goalies in that time. Um, we're going to just look at some of the main ones today. Uh, so we're going to look mostly at Elvis Merzlikens, Jonas Kopisalo, Sergei Bobrovsky. And then I also want to touch on um, Daniel Tarasov. And I also want to look a little bit at Matisse Kovlenics. He only managed to play in eight NHL games before he passed away. Uh, in 2021, but I still kind of want to look at his game a little bit. Um, and I am not an expert by any means in goaltending. Uh, I do probably have a little bit more knowledge than the average non-goalie playing uh, hockey fan, but I wanted to kind of look at how all of these goalies have fared over the past few seasons um, and... Hopefully at some point we'll get some goalie expert on to talk about Manny Legacy's coaching style specifically. But as of right now, I just kind of wanted to take a look at how the goalies have done under Manny Legacy as coach. Um, Because it's one of those weird ones where you never hear a bad word said about him. You know, by all accounts, really nice guy, really great guy to spend time with. I know he and Mose Leakins are like especially close um i know who's very close with business athletics as well um but unfortunately being a nice guy doesn't necessarily make you good at your job i don't know if manny legacy was bad at his job but i do think um maybe the most let, let's start with the maybe the most interesting case here which is elvis Mosleykins, um who had kind of a bouncy start to his career um I think he he took him like eight or nine games to win his first NHL game and then he had five shutouts in eight games in his rookie season um of his 13 wins in his rookie season five of them were shutouts which does feel bonkers um he finished the season with a 923 save percentage 
and a record of 39 and 8. That to me says good goalie playing on a bad team, which makes sense. Um, that was the year that the Blue Jackets uh, loser pointed the, their way into the playoffs by beating Toronto in the play in round. Um, his playoff stats that season were also pretty good. Uh, he only played two games, uh, had a win and a loss, um, and had a save percentage of 946. Very, very small sample size, but as far as rookie seasons go, like that's a pretty good one, in my view. Um, it gets worse after that. Um, Elvis's stats have slowly been sliding. So the year after that, he had a 916 save percentage uh, and went 8, 12, and 5. Still a good goalie playing on a bad team, but definitely not the 923 from his rookie season. The year after that, a 907 and a record of 27, 23, and 7. So closer to 500 than he's been in other in past seasons, but his personal stats keep sliding. Um, nine, uh, 907 save percentage that season. And then last season, an 876 save percentage. He went 7, 18, and 2. Played his second lowest amount of games in his four seasons in Columbus. Um, was hurt a bunch this season. Um, and when he was playing, he you could see like flashes of Elvis, but he just doesn't seem like the same player. And I don't know if that's because he wasn't healthy or if, you know, more exposure to Manny Legacy has changed the way he's played. Um, so that's like the most interesting one for me is watching Elvis's stats go from first season in the league, incredible, to good, to decent, to bad. Um, I don't think anyone out here is saying that Elvis Mosleykins had a good season this last season. Um, like I said, play started 27 games, 7, 18, and 2. Um allowed 110 goals on just under 900 shots. Like, he had a goals against average of 4.23. Um, I feel like there were at least 10 games this season where it was just a nightmare, like, six-plus goals were allowed. Um, just a bad season. Um, and that I don't think that makes Elvis a bad goalie. You know, we've talked about it before on the show. I am a big Elvis fan. But I do wonder especially when you look at all of the things together, which, you know, we're going to go ahead, we're going to look at Korpisalo and Bobrovsky and Kivlenix and Tarasov. Um, whether legacy is the common denominator here. Um, so that's Elvis. Like I said, bad season. His seasons have been getting progressively worse. I'll be interested to see what his stats are like next season under a new coach, um, new head coach, new goalie coach. Hopefully a much better defensive core. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's Elvis. Um, in a minute, we're going to move on to Jonas Corposalo, who's also a pretty interesting um, case study here, actually, because his numbers do some really weird things. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, I want to let you know about game time, because I don't know about you, but I am so bad at planning basically anything. Um, and so it's like, if there's a game on, I just decide like two days before that, that I want to go. Uh, and then I've got to go and I've got to find tickets. I've got to hunt down the best price. Like tickets are sold out sometimes. It should not be as stressful as it is. That's why you should use game time. 
It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They have got flash deals. They've got last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every event. They've got images of seat view, so you know whether you're going to get a good view or not. They've got their low price guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Uh, every day is, I appreciate you. Uh, we're going to be back later today with uh, a full season review of this team. So make sure you keep your eyes out for that. But right now, let's get back into our goalie conversation. So we've talked about Elvis and how his stats have uh, basically nosedived since joining the Blue Jackets. Um, let's talk about Jonas Corposalo, who has the most kind of the, the biggest uh sample size to work with here. Uh, so Manny Legacy's first year as the Blue Jackets head coach was 2018-2019, which was, I believe, Sergei Bobrovsky's last year with the team. So we've got one year of Sergei Bobrovsky stats to work with. We'll talk about those in just a minute. But uh, in that year, Jonas Corposalo played 27 games, was 10-7-3, and and had a save percentage of 8-9-7. The year after that, his first year as a starting goalie right until he got injured. He had a 9-11 save percentage and a record of 19-12-5. This is where it starts to get not great. Um, and I wonder still kind of, this is not a, an episode about Jonas Kopisalo in, in general, but I wonder how bad that hip injury, or the, it was the knee injury, I believe, excuse me, was because he had two bad seasons after that, uh, went 9-13 and 7, had an 8-94. And then in the 2021-22 season, he went 7-11 and and had an 8-7-7 save percentage. He got shut down at the end of that season, had hip surgery, missed the start of this season. I believe his first game was the first or second game in Finland, which is pretty cool. But... This season for the Blue Jackets, he only played 28 games and then went to, to L.A. where he's got really good numbers. Um, but the CBJ games that he played this this season, he went 11-11-3 and, and had a 9-13 save percentage, which is the best save percentage he's had since his rookie season uh, in 2015-16, where he played 30 games and had a 9-20 save percentage. Um, he's currently got a 9-21 in 11 regular season games with the Kings, but... Just talk about a real kind of up and down. And this is one where I don't know that it's uh, goaltending coach based, just because I think it's probably a lot more to do with the player. In Corpusalo's case, um, he was here before Legacy um, and he's had good seasons with Legacy, good seasons without Legacy. But I wonder just how bad his hip was before he finally got shut down and had that surgery um, in the 21-22 the season. Um, Sergei Poprovsky, again, a really interesting case. He's had a lot of very good seasons. He's had a lot of very bad seasons. Um, in his final season uh, in Columbus, 
He had a 9-13. Again, that was uh, Legacy's first year as the goaltending coach. So he only actually worked with Bobrovsky for one season. Um, at a 9-13, went uh, 37-24-1. That was um, the playoffs year as well. Um, the, the playoff win, excuse me. Uh, he had a 9-25 save percentage and went 6-4 and four in the playoffs. Um so it's it's tough to say. Um, the the maybe this is me kind of making making uh, co- correlations out of or co- causations out of correlations. But Bobrovsky has been fine since he went to Florida. I know that you want more than fine if you're paying your goalie ten million dollars. Um, his last four seasons, he's had nine hundred nine oh six. 9.13 and 9.01 save percentages. And uh, he did not start in the first playoff game for Florida this season. That went to Alex Lyon, who I believe at the start of the season was their third string goalie. So take from that uh, kind of what you will. But I think it's interesting that some goalies, as soon as they leave a team, they look like completely different. And I wonder how much of Elvis is that he's not compatible with legacy, um, and I think partially it might be that they are really good friends off the ice. It's tough to work with your friends, especially if that friend is someone who is ostensibly like in charge or above you. Like it's not the same as being friends with your manager. But I will be really, really interested. And I know I keep coming back to Elvis, but for better or worse, unless they the Blue Jackets do something insane this summer, he's the starting goalie. He's the only goalie that they have signed long-term. Um, he's the only, like, Corpusalo, not there anymore. He, will he come back? Unlikely. He sh- he should stay in LA. I think that's, like, he just should do that. Um, John Gillies, UFA. Michael Hutchinson, UFA. Um, in terms of other goalies, uh, Daniel Tarasov signed for the next three seasons. Um, or the next two seasons, excuse me. Jet Grieve signed next season and is then an RFA. Elvis is signed until the end of 20... Uh, till the end of the 26-27 season. So, like, that contract feels pretty unmovable at this point. I'm so interested to see what um, Elvis is going to do with a new goalie coach and uh, a new head coach next season. Um in a minute, I'm going to finish up just by looking at uh, a couple of goalies that didn't play a ton under uh, Manny Legacy, but still feel important to talk about. Uh, so we're going to touch on Daniil Tarasov's uh, the start of his career, and we're also going to look a little bit at Matisse Kidlenic, who didn't play a ton in the AHL, in the NHL, but I still wanted to touch on him because uh, he's one of the, the goalies that played for legacy so we're going to talk about those two guys in just a minute here on locked on blue jackets let's start with kiv lennox um he only played eight nhl games uh he was two two and two and he had an eight nine nine career save percentage um played six games in the 2019-2020 season two games in the 2020-21 season uh, i believe he spent most of the time in the AHL. So uh, if we go, um, actually, I feel like he was in the AHL 
the same year that um, Mandy Legacy was the coach. Let's see if I can find out. Um, so it would be the 2018-2019 regular season. And the Cleveland Monsters... Sure enough, he played 14 games for the Cleveland Monsters in that season at an 873 save percentage um, and a 371 goal against average. He went 4-4 and 1. So Kiv Lennox didn't have a great start to his career, but he again, he showed flashes of promise. And he's one of the he's the only player actually that played for uh, played under legacy in the AHL and the NHL. Um and he was, again, his stats were trending in the right direction. Um, so his first, let's see, I could probably do it by game, actually, because there's only six of them. So uh, he won his debut against the Rangers, had a 969, uh, had a 917, an 852, a 667, an 875, and a 909 for the other games that season. And then uh, he played the two games in 2020, 2021, had a 912. And then an 892, both against Detroit. So you could see he was starting to figure things out. Um, and, you know, obviously we'll never know what kind of goalie he could have turned into. But I think it's interesting that he was kind of doing the opposite of Elvis and kind of trending upwards versus Elvis has been trending downwards. The other goalie I want to look at is Daniil Tarasov, who has, again, kind of had a weird start to his career. Um, he did not record a win in his rookie. Se- well, technically, this was also his rookie season, I guess. Um, he played four games last year, uh, didn't record a win in any of them, and had a 937 save percentage. He played like, I think, the equivalent of three games. So he played like, uh, he got called into one game, played a period, and then played two periods against the Hurricanes before um, leaving with an injury. Plus, he played two full games. Had a 937, um, allowed seven goals in those four games, or technically three games, depending on how how math works. Um, this season played 17 games, started 16 of them, went 4, 11, and 1, had a goals against average of 3.91 and a save percentage of 892. Basically, I think Tarasov's a weird one because again, his he's baby. He's just he's just a baby. Um, he's well, he's twenty four, but the but in, in goalie terms, that's still baby. Um, he was injured a lot this year, um, which it worries me that our goalies seem to get injured a lot. But that feels like a completely different conversation. Um, but looking at kind of the the numbers. All of the goalies that have played like a significant number of minutes for the Blue Jackets in the past five years, they've really only had three and a half good seasons, maybe four, depending on what you count. Um, so Elvis had two good seasons. Uh, Corpusalo had two good seasons. Well, one and a half good seasons. Um, if we count this season as the half, and then um, Sergei Bobrovsky had in his final season that's it of in theory of the 10 to 15 goalies that like goalies worth of work that he has like overseen four good seasons is not good enough and I understand that the defense has kind of been subpar but even a 
like a good goalie on a bad team should still be putting up a decent save percentage. Wins are not a goalie stat. Goals against average is not a goalie stat. Save percentage is probably the best like layman's goalie stat, but I mean there are others out there. There's expected goals against, there's goals saved above it, bridge, etc. Um you know, so there's other stats up there that I haven't pulled up, but I feel like if you've got 15 goalies worth of work, if you assume that they're going to use three goalies per season, because that seems to be typical, um, some years you'll use fewer, some years you'll use more. If you have 15 seasons worth of goalies spread, you know, three three goalies per season and five seasons, you should get more than four good seasons worth of stats out of that. Like, maybe... Maybe, maybe I'm being unfair to Legacy, but... He has worked with some good goalies, and I feel like they haven't really hit their potential. And that's why, like I say, I'm really excited to see Corpusalo succeeding on a different team. I don't think that's a goaltending coach thing, because it takes a little while to kind of get used to a new goaltending coach. It's the middle of the season. They probably didn't want to mess with him too much. He's having a really good season behind better defense than he was playing behind in Columbus. But... It, it, it makes me wonder what we could have had from Elvis under a different goaltending coach, under different circumstances. And so that's why I'm going to be really excited to pay attention specifically to Elvis and also to Tarasov, uh, to Jet Greaves, who I didn't mention, but he made his NHL debut this season, um, has played, I believe, that like literally, what, was that his only game, I think? Actually, he only played that one game, um, had a really good game and still lost because, of course, he did. That's how this team works. Um, but it... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the goaltending shakes out next season. Uh, that's all I've got for right now. Uh, later today, we're going to do our second episode, our afternoon show, and we're going to do just a season in review as a whole. We're going to look at just how bad this team was. I've got some numbers. I've got some fun stat, fun, quote unquote, stats that I pulled. So that's going to be coming up later uh, today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen. Uh, if you're an everydayer, I appreciate you. If this is your first episode, I also appreciate you. But hopefully you become an everydayer. And uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Com. If you want to keep up with Jonas Corposalo, I am doing King's playoff coverage over at Jewels from the Crown. Uh, I've done an article on Jonas Corposalo already over there. So if you want to keep up with Corpy, then uh, go head over there. Check that out. But until later today, make sure you stay locked on.